1: Hello, everyone. Thanks for stopping by the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. Today, we're on Chapter 21 of 30 in my series on my book, Blue Collar Leadership and Supervision, Unleash Your Team's Potential. Hope you went out and got a copy of that. It's on audio or you can find an Amazon and paperback and ebook. Or actually, you can also, if you want to read the first five chapters, you actually can uh, type in bluecollarleadership.com forward slash download type that in and uh you can actually download the first five chapters of all five of my blue collar leadership books and there's about five chapters worth of content from uh, change happens leading yourself and others through change uh, 10 foundational elements of intentional transformation how to become your best self and then a chapter i think it's chapter 10 or 11 i can't remember uh, but a complete chapter out of defining influence. So all that information is there. Really is about uh, forty chapters worth of content there. So a lot of a lot of content for free. You don't have to put your email in, bluecollarleadership.com forward slash download. And you can read those. You can download a PDF and share them with you, your your team or other leaders, peers if you want to. Anyway, that stuff's out there. So today, chapter twenty one. We're talking the title is Abundance Allows You to Accelerate. And the subtitle, you may have heard this, is somewhat common, but a lot of times people who never really studied and read leadership, they gotta learn it all because they ain't studied any of it before. And I know that's where I was at in two thousand eight. Everything was new to me. And I was I was almost forty years old and I had never heard this stuff. But the subtitle is Be a River, not a reservoir. We're going to talk about that in a second. But see, high impact lead, leaders have an abundance mindset. Abundance means there's plenty to go around. There's plenty of raises. There's plenty of credit. There's plenty of promotions. There's plenty of everything. Abundance says there's enough for everybody and everybody can have a lot. Scarcity says there's only so much and I got to get my piece. Low impact leaders. Managers of people, they operate out of a scarcity mindset. They're insecure. It takes a secure leader to lead and live with abundance. And so abundant people think they can share everything and everybody's still going to have plenty. And that's the truth. Scarcity mindset said, oh, no, there's only only so much and I got to get my peace. And they're usually struggling to get their peace because when you have a scarcity mindset, you, you turn off a lot of people. And so your influence is diminished. Your options are diminished. And you think you're living in a scarce world because you don't get much. But the reason you don't get much is because you have scarcity mindset. And it's, it's kind of like rounding around, you know, w- which comes first. But I'm going to tell you what comes first is you have to align your values with values of security, discipline. When you're growing, you're not afraid somebody's going to take your stuff. Whatever that is. When you're slowing, you're afraid everybody's going to take your stuff. If I'm not growing and developing, but somebody on my team is, I'm going to have a scarcity mindset. I'm going to be worried to death they're going to take my job. But if I'm growing, I'm going to have an abundant mindset. They can have my job because I'm going to get another job. Or I can grow and develop them. And because I'm growing and developing myself and my team, team, nobody's going to get my job because I'm growing and developing in my position. So I'm going to grow and develop my team members, and they're going to go get another job, either inside the company or outside the company. Doesn't matter. I'm a team-growing machine, and I'm living out of abundance. And see, that changes my results. If I'm a scarcity-minded leader, I'm not pouring into my team because I'm afraid how they'll threaten me. So my team not going to get good results, and I'm not going to get good results. If I have an abundance mindset. I'm going to pour into myself so that I can pour into my team. And because I do that, I'm going to get good results. They're going to get good results. We're going to get good results. And we're all going to thrive. So Thomas Jefferson had this to say. A candle loses nothing when it lights another candle. And See, knowledge knowledge is the one thing you can give it all away without losing any of it. I could get on these podcasts every day if I wanted to, and dump everything in my mind out. I can dump it in my books. People can read my books after I've written it down for them. They can study it. They can learn every single word in every book. But I still got it. It's pretty cool. You can give it away without losing it. I've heard I, heard, I read I don't know who said it, but I've used the meme, and I quote it to an unknown source because I don't know who said it. But basically, the quote goes, if we exchange a dollar, we both have one. But if we exchange an idea, we both have two. That's good stuff. That's abundance. Scarcity says, I can't share my idea. If you get my idea, then I won't have it. You'll have it. Scarcity says, if you get a raise, I can't get a raise. Abundance says we can both get raises, either here or somewhere else. There's plenty of raises to go around. They're all over the place. Right now, you get on Google and find a job that you'd probably like to do, double your salary. No matter who you are and where you are. You may not be qualified for that job. That doesn't mean it's not out there. That means you need to get qualified if you want that job that'll double your salary. You're in charge of that. That's a different talk. But it's out there. You can double it. You can triple it. You can quadruple it. I know I've done it. My son's done it. My wife's done it. People I've mentored have done it. They have to have an abundance mindset. Say, oh, that stuff's out there. I'm going to get it. There's so many people I talk to all the time. I say, how many of you guys like to double your salary? Everybody's hand goes up. Reckon how many of them going to do it? A lot of times it ain't many, but it's out there. But they yet they are moaning and groaning about, I can't get a raise. I can't get a promotion. I can't do this. It's out there. It takes hungry folks. The hungry folks are the ones that get fed. All right. Let's go back and talk about abundance and scarcity. When we're rivers, we allow what flows into us to also flow through us and into others. Remember, the whole thing is high-impact leaders. Be a reservoir, be a river, not a reservoir. So, when we're rivers, we allow what flows into us to also flow through us and into others in an effort to give our team an advantage. When we are reservoirs, we hoard what flows into us in an effort to give ourselves an advantage over others. See, high impact leaders want the team to have the advantage because it's all about the team. Low-impact leaders, they want to have the most information. They want to have the advantage because they want control. You know, you may have heard people say, uh, knowledge is power. Low-impact leaders are the ones who want power. High-impact leaders want results. They want everybody to have knowledge. And, And in a sense, it's true. Knowledge is power, but collective knowledge is more power. I promise you. Collective knowledge, none of us is as smart as all of us. None of us is as creative as all of us. None of us is as strong as all of us. You with me? That's synergy. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts when we work together. So high impact leaders are rivers. And they're very intentional about sharing knowledge and teaching others how to do what they do. So they share knowledge in general about what's going on, what the future holds, what's going on at the end of the week, what happened in the meeting a little while ago. High-impact leaders are sharing knowledge. See, uh, low-impact leaders, they don't like to share a lot of knowledge because then they can't deal with all the questions or the input because they don't really know how to lead. So then they get into directing mode. When people start asking questions, they start giving directions. And a lot of times the direction is shutting everybody down. So then there's a lot of conflict. But that's because they're a low-impact leader. They don't know how to lead. They can't deal with a team of people that have opinions and questions. High-impact leaders... Want a team of people that has opinions and questions. I want all of my mind's thinking, not just mine. But when it comes to teaching how to do things, high impact leaders, high impact people show others how to do what they do. They teach them. They don't want to be the hero. They don't want to be the only one on the team that knows. They want everybody on the team to know how to do it. Secure leaders are not threatened by others having knowledge, they are strengthened by it. High-impact leaders are strengthened by others' knowledge. Why wouldn't a leader want their team to have all kinds of knowledge? I can tell you because they're insecure and they're threatened. That's why. It's silly, but it's a fact of life. I'm pretty sure you've seen it and you've witnessed it. So managers of people or low-impact leaders, whichever word you want to use, it kind of gets complicated because there's all these semantics. Everybody talks about it in different ways. But when I say low-impact leader, I mean a manager of people, not a leader of people. So managers of people, low-impact leaders, they don't function as rivers, but instead they're like a reservoir. You know, a river, the water just flows through it. A reservoir, it just collects and collects and collects. So they're they're intent on collecting knowledge, low-impact leaders. They don't want it to pass through them into others. And these low-impact leaders, these managers of people, they want to be needed. That's a part of their insecurity. They, for them to feel good, they have to be needed. High-impact leaders, they see it a completely different way. They want to be succeeded. Because most high-impact leaders, they're growing and going. They climb in the ladder. They may climb it in this company. They may climb it in another company. But let me say this, if they're passionate about what they're doing, they can stay in one spot and lead from that spot their entire career and be happy and be exactly where they belong because they're passionate about what they're doing. But they still want to be succeeded in a different way. They want to grow and develop leaders. That's how they show they're they're, they're developing people to succeed other leaders. Kind of like succession planning. But what you can promise, if something happens to that leader, even something unexpected could happen. Be in an accident or have a health issue. All of a sudden, he's not there tomorrow. He wants to be succeeded. He wants to have many people on his team prepared, he or she prepared to go fill their position. See, a manager who wants to be needed, they don't develop the people. They don't want to be succeeded. So if something happens to them, then it's like crisis mode. They haven't helped their leader by preparing their team, and they haven't helped their team by preparing them to fill in if the leader's not there or to step up. Most of the time, you ask a low-impact leader who would take their spot. Most of the time, they tell you the person who does the best job out there. They might not have a clue about leading somebody. They could just do a good job. But a high-impact leader... They usually can probably tell you two or three and they can tell you why and they can tell you their strengths because they're growing and developing leaders. Huge difference. If you're leading leaders, I hope you're a high impact leader and you're developing high impact leaders and they're developing high impact individuals. Because to have a high performance team, you got to have high impact individuals, you got to have high impact team players and you got to have high impact leaders. And if you're not familiar, my newest book came out of July the 12th, uh, 2019, Blue Collar Leadership and Culture, The Five Components for Building High-Performance Teams. That book is a roadmap and a guide for a top leader who wants to basically become the Chick-fil-A of their industry. It's for those who, who want to stop searching for good people and start attracting great people. Because to attract the great people, you've got to have a great team. A lot of people say, "Oh, can't find any good people." It's cause the leader they're not developing the people who already work there. Great people, they they, they like uh, special ops, man, when they when they when they come in for an interview, but 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 the great people, you know, they getting on a uh, glass door or some of these other websites where people who already work at a company can get on there and tell the world anonymously, what it's like to work there. So the the, the great people, they, they investigate. And a lot of times you won't ever see, if you're not leading, growing, and developing your people, you won't ever see the great people's application. You'll just say what most people say who are in that situation. We just can't find any great, we can't find any good people. So if you want to dive into how do you actually create a culture that attracts great people, Check out Blue Collar Leadership and Culture. So which leader is more valuable to an organization? One that shares knowledge or one that hoards knowledge? See, it's common sense. If you're the leader, you got to promote someone. Everything else is equal. That's the way you have to do it to understand how much each thing matters to your influence as a leader. Let's say the big dog leader. Let's say you're an upper-level leader and you about to promote some mid-level leaders to a higher-level leadership position. Everything's equal. Both of these people are rock stars, except one of them hoards information and knowledge and the other one shares it with everybody. Which person you want? Which one's more valuable? Someone who's... Keeps the knowledge to themselves or someone who shares the knowledge with others so that the team can perform better. It's common sense when you look out the window. But when you look in the mirror, what are you doing? Which one are you? Are you hoarding knowledge for any reason? Thinking it's increasing your influence? Making you a better leader? I'm telling you it's not making you a better leader. You don't have to believe me, but it's still the truth. Or are you sharing it? Think about it. When your leader hoards information, how do you feel? You have more respect for the leader or less respect? When your leader does not trust, when, when your leader will not share information, do you trust them more or trust them less? See, it's easy to look up. Look up at your leader. Ask those questions. What kind of leader do you want? Do you want a leader that hoards information or a leader that shares information? When you look up, it's easy to know the answer. But when we look down, it kind of gets a little bit harder. But guess what? When we look down, all those people who report to us are looking up. What do they see? Because whatever they see is going to make them feel just like you feel when you look up and you ask those questions. So let's do this. Assume you're the boss and someone's going to be promoted and, and or receive a raise. You can only offer this to one person however you have two top notch a players on your team there's really only one difference between them one of them is a knowledge hoarder self-centered and loves being the hero and she, let's say she's very skilled in a certain in certain areas but has been on the team for years without any concern for teaching others what she knows She actually doesn't want others to know what she knows. When she's not at work, the team pays the price because there are some things only she can do. Now look at the other person. The other person teaches everyone everything she knows. She does it without being asked. When she learns something new, she quickly passes it on to the rest of the team. She wants to be sure if she's not at work, the show will still go on without skipping a beat. She is a team-centered person, not a self-centered person. Just like a minute ago, just a few few different variables, but you're the boss. Which one of these people is more valuable to you? Which one of them gets the promotion or the raise? The one who's team-centered or the one who's self-centered? The one who shares knowledge? Or the one who hoards knowledge. Now let's look at it from a different perspective. Let's say you're the leader, same two people. It's a downturn in business or a downturn in the economy. And unfortunately, you got to let one of these people go. You're going to let the self centered knowledge hoarder go, or you're going to let the team centered person who shares knowledge with everybody go. See, this stuff is common sense. It's common sense to understand it, but it is not common sense to do it. So I hope you enjoyed this lesson on abundance and scarcity. And I hope you choose to live with abundance. And if you find some areas that you don't, you need to get to work. Because see, we can we can have we can live in abundance in one space of our life, and in another space we can be in scarcity but it impacts our influence our ability to connect with others our ability to build trust so i hope you enjoyed the episode talk to you next time
0: make it happen or someone else will it might as well be you are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond check out max story's blue Carter leadership series books and others now available on audio along with paperback and ebooks at amazon iTunes and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max Books, programs, special offers, certifications and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership podcast.